Hi, it's Mari Soul, your rebel guide to living a life of freedom abroad, bringing you an episode of Roaming the Now, where entrepreneurs, coaches, and mentors come together to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the real and raw experience of setting out to a new country and building a life and business abroad. Make sure to like and subscribe to Roaming the Now. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Roaming the Now. This is your host, Mari Sol, and today I have Julia Scheinberg, who is joining us from Spain. And just two weeks ago, she moved there from Chicago. Today, we have a really fun conversation to dive into that I feel is really, really important. How much money should I you save before moving abroad? Because like money is a tool and money is definitely something important when you're going abroad. So before we dive into our really exciting topic today, I would love for you, Julia, to share a little bit about you, your background, your story. Awesome. Um, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Um, so as you say, said, my name is Julia Steinberg, money coach. Um, I've been a money coach for about a year at this point. And before this, I was in the corporate world um, in finance. Um, most recently, I was the director of financial planning and analysis at like a small startup um, in Chicago. And um, you know, my my journey with this whole like overseas thing, I feel like really started in my like early adult life. Um, I always had this fascination, this like idea of like wanting to move overseas. I never studied abroad. It's always been something that's been really exciting for me. Um, and it just never happened either. I, I really don't even know why. I like, I think I tried, but there was like an expense thing. I was like paying for college with my family. So it just kind of never really materialized. And all throughout my corporate life, I've tried to move overseas. I should also say that it's my husband and I moved to, to Madrid. So both of us in some way have had this dream and we've each tried with our respective like companies to have them move us and all that kind of stuff. And nothing's really kind of like worked out um, until just recently, um, my husband got a job that required us to move over here. And it was just kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like serendipitous how this came up. Um, we were, you know, uh, last fall, my husband and I went to Paris for a couple of months to just kind of like shake things up a little bit. I had some like stuff that I was going through. So it was just kind of like a nice way to kind of change direction. And, uh, while we were in Paris, we went up to London to meet with one of his like old colleagues just for coffee, just to kind of like, you know, um, chat. And during that time, um, the colleague asked my husband if he was like, you know, kind of you know, how, what he thought about his current job and if he'd be interested in kind of, you know, going back to this other company. Um, and just kind of through that, just very naturally, like this topic and the, this, of uh, this, this opportunity, I should say, came up. So um, kind of fast forward a couple months after that, you know, all the interviews went through and, and boom, we like signed a contract and we're like, okay, we're, we're moving to Spain. <laughs> so it all happened really um, fast. It all happened really kind of like unexpectedly. Um, I would say that I'm grateful that, you know, I would have my own kind of coaching business so that I was able to kind of like take it with me. Um, so yeah, and now two weeks in, here we are having this chat. So I'm excited to be talking about it. Yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And like what you just shared is what I always say is like, manifestation I feel like is really misunderstood but what you just basically explained is like manifestation and action but really is just 
having the intention, holding the intention, being persistent with the intention and being open to how the opportunity comes your way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, I think the biggest lesson is like being open to how the opportunity comes your way. Like, I feel like when you are open, like your receptors are kind of like out there and you just kind of like, you know, you're, you're, it's just that open to the opportunity. So it's like, you, you have to recognize it, right. It could have been very easy for us to be like, Oh no, God, that's so hard. But we were like, Oh my God, here's like the chance that we've been waiting for. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Right. And so <laughs> to anyone listening, manifesting, it's not just like sitting and hoping it's happening. It's actively holding the intention and actively holding it, even though it's not working out, you're consistently working towards it. That's always what I've done. And that's why people are like, oh, like you manifest things. I'm like, well, I consistently take action towards the things that I know I desire and I don't give up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm open. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's the, it's the right combination for that. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So in diving into our topic of just like how much money should you save like before moving abroad, I think this is really important. I personally um did have a bit of a a decent nest egg that I still have because I'm actually pretty big on <laughs> money management, which a lot of people don't know. Awesome. <laughs> but Good I would you. love um <laughs> yeah, I still have it um because I really was very um intentional with how I moved abroad because I've heard so many stories or people that, you know, I've even known who move abroad and then they run out of money and then they run back home, but that's actually not what they wanted to do. So let's kind of just dive into this subject in terms of like, where would you begin, you know, with someone who is wondering how much money to have before moving abroad? Yeah. Um, I love this question. Um, this is actually, it, it's, it reminds me a lot of like when my clients, you know, tell me, you know, they want to make sure they have enough. And like this whole concept of enough is really different for everybody. Um, and so what we like start diving through and which I'm going to kind of dive through here is you really like the answer is depends, which like kind of sucks, right? Because you're like, you know, you want something concrete, but it depends. I mean, there's so much, there's so many things that kind of go into it. So for example, location, right? what is the kind of cost of living? Are you going to be in a city? Are you going to be in a more um, rural area? Do you need a car, right? Like what kind of lifestyle do you want? Um, you know, I, I also kind of like, you know, just to kind of give you an example too. I know myself, like I like to go out. I like nice stuff. I like to dress up. Like I like all of that stuff. It's important to me. It makes me happy. You know, not everybody does. So that I know I'm going to need a little bit more saved up if I want to enjoy that, right? Because that's a big part of my life. So you have to think about location. You have to think about lifestyle. Uh, you know, going back to location, like a city like Madrid is probably going to be more expensive than, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know kind of where else, but somewhere maybe like more in like the countryside, um, maybe somewhere in like Latin America. I don't know. That might be less expensive, right? Europe is probably a bit more. So kind of location. Um, the other thing that I think is important to consider is like, what kind of support are you going to have at that location? Are you just going by yourself? You've got nobody. You're just like, I'm going to wing it. Right. Or do you have some kind of support? We were really lucky because like, you know, we did move with my husband's job. We got a lot of support for like a variety of things for all like the visa requirements and all of that stuff. And all that takes time and takes money, right. To figure out. 
So thinking about that, the other thing, you know, you want to think about is like, are you planning on selling everything and then starting from zero, right? Which means you have to buy everything again, or are you bringing some things? How, how did, what does that look like? What are you bringing? Right? So those are kinds, those are like some of the things to kind of think about. And then you know, the things about like when, when you get to the, to your location, the few things to think about is like housing. Are you going to buy something? Are you going to rent something? Um, you know, the other example, like here in Madrid, some of the, the rental market is really, really hot. So a lot of the landlords require like two, three month, like rental deposit, like upfront, that's a lot of cash that you have to have. Right. So, so like think about that kind of stuff, or maybe like do some research ahead of time. Um, phone and internet. I mean, that's like, how are you going to stay connected? You know, one of the things that we learned com coming here, we probably didn't do as much of a, as a good of a job researching this is like, how do we kind of keep up with like our U.S. banks, for example, right? When you have to do certain things, they send you like a two-factor authorization and you need a text. So it's like, do you need to keep a U.S. phone number? Do you not? Like that's an extra cost. Um, food and groceries, like, are you going to be cooking? Do you like to go out? Kind of what's your lifestyle around that? Um, transportation again, like, do you have a car? Is there public transport? You know, all of that stuff takes money. Um, and then finally, I think once you kind of get a little bit more settled is like, what types of activities and community do you want? Um, certain activities cost money, certain activities don't. So just kind of like, again, Think about your lifestyle, think about what you truly enjoy, um, and then kind of the cost of all that stuff in a, in a different location. Um, you know, I'm a big believer, like my whole philosophy on money coaching is money gives you um, the freedom of options, right? So the more that you have, less pressure, you feel able to get things like right, right away. You know, you have a little, like, and you're nodding, like, you know, like you've got some leeway, you know? Um, one of the things that I found here is like, you know, we'll, we, we've definitely overspent on certain things, like finding the grocery store that costs less than like, you know, that little like shop around the corner. So it's like, you need to give yourself some space and some money to experiment and you will overspend. Like I can guarantee you will overspend. So like include that in the budget, you know, like give yourself a padding. So that's kind of my, my thoughts on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you. And especially in terms of like, just really understanding your lifestyle and understanding like, okay, how much does my lifestyle cost me in the U S okay. I'm going to a different country. It might be a little bit less, but like, let's do like, for me, it was like, let's do some research. So I actually did a lot of like research in terms of like, what's the average cost of living in Mexico before I got here? Because like, you know, I, I had an idea, but I just wanted to have like a more well-rounded thought, like, okay, this is the average cost for like an average, you know, expat American living here, but I want to add in some other things or like do things like this. Okay. Like I have a cushion. And so I always really big on research and <laughs> do the research because it, it exists. Like you can, like a lot of expats talk about like the cost of living right. to like give insight to other people. Um, but I would agree that, um, Europe is going to be a little bit more definitely than, you know, Latin America or like, you know, where I live in Mexico. So definitely think that is really, really helpful. So we're going to shift gears a little bit because I'm really curious since I know it's fresh for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that it was fresh for you and you're like really in the moment of like this experience of like moving 
to a new country. So whatever level like you feel comfortable of sharing, I would really just love to hear like what's coming up. Like it's first two weeks, it's fresh, like you're in a new country. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, good timing. Um, well, you know, initially, like we just, when we like two weeks ago, when we moved here, it's, it was like, God, let's go explore the area. Let's go out to eat. Let's go live. I want to put on my heels. I want to wear red lipstick, you know, like it's just, it's, you know, it's so excited. Um, and after week one, it was like, okay, you know, like this isn't vacation. Um, I miss my mom. I miss my sister. I miss like, you know, talking to my friends. Cause it's also like the time difference right here. Everything starts like seven hours later than in Chicago. So it's like, everyone's kind of just waking up at eight o'clock and here it's whatever, like 3 PM. Like my whole day has, you know, has gone. Um, so I feel like I'm two weeks in and I'm slowly kind of getting to the point of like reality and honestly, like some loneliness, right? Like I was like telling my husband the other day and like, and you know, and I'm like, he's so sensitive and supportive and like totally gets it. But I was telling him, I'm like, look, babe, I'm like, you leave the house and like, I don't talk to anybody, but like the barista down the street about like my coffee and like, and then at four o'clock, I'll like talk to my sister and then, and then I've got like, and then I have clients and stuff. So like, then I'll like start talking to people. So it could be lonely. It could be lonely. And it's also could be lonely because I'm also like trying to figure out what do I want this life to look like? You know, I think one of the things that was really important for me, like, I feel like I, I was having this itch already for a few years, kind of like not, I don't want to say I wasn't content at home. I was in Chicago, but I was like, I was ready for something else. Like, um, you know, I was working in the corporate world, kind of doing the same stuff. You're like, yeah, changing jobs, but kind of doing the same stuff for a while. Um, you know, full disclosure, like my husband and I tried to have kids. We couldn't have kids, you know? So it's like, you're kind of in this same stage of life for a really long time. So I was looking for something new. So, but, but not only looking for it, but now it's my responsibility to actually create something different, right? Like I don't want to do what I did back there. And, um, I'm kind of in the process of like trying to figure out what that is. What do I like? What do I want? What do I want this life to feel like and look like? So, yeah, I mean, that's like super fresh, <laughs> like, you know, just these emotions and stuff. So that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. Thank you for your openness and sharing. I'm sure a lot of individuals will either resonate or they're going to find a lot of insight and kind of what to expect because that's like, this is the like novelty people don't talk about when you move abroad is like, yes, everything's really cool for like first week, second week, third week, depending. But oh. then once you start to settle in, it really kind of hits you like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And especially not really like knowing the language, right? I've got like high school level Spanish. So, you know, and I don't want to be that like jerk that like expects everyone to like speak English, right? Like I really want to, I really want to be here and be in it and be, you know, kind of be a local. Yeah. And with that, like comes time. And I think that's really where like the patience like 
thing comes along in the process, like when you're settling roots, like it takes time. It also takes time to like decide what you want to do, especially when you have so much freedom, because essentially like you've been given the opportunity to like reinvent yourself and reinvent your life, which obviously there are some aspects of you that are going to stay like true to the core of like always going to be you no matter where you are, but you're in a whole different environment. That's going to bring out like whole different sides of you. And also it's kind of like giving you that opportunity to be like, okay, this is version of me in Spain. <laughs> yes. Who is that? Right? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. And what you said about time really resonates too. Like I was talking to my mom about this yesterday and she's just like only time will give you the solution that you need. And I'm just like, and then, you know, you and I chatted like the other day and it's like, so I had to kind of like surrender into that. And um, that really like, I like, I took a deep breath. Like, that's right. This is just, you know, kind of where I'm going to be right now and where I am. And, you know, yes, cry when you want to cry, journal when you want to journal and, and just kind of be. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to accept that, you know? Yeah. There's the journey is, is accepting, right? It's leaning into patience. It's leaning into surrender and it's leaning into like, I am a part of this timeline, right? But like that end destination that I'm desiring to get to kind of has its own timeline. Like I'm not really fully in charge of that. Yes, yes. And I find it also interesting that, you know, we, we talk about kind of like end destination because Cause I actually, cause, cause, cause you want to be in the journey. I want to be in the journey. I don't want to get to the end destination. Like, right. Like, isn't that what we're all trying to kind of like tell ourselves is to, to enjoy the journey and be in it. So be present, right. Like what you say all the time. And I'm really trying to be present and I'm such a, like, you know, my background, like I'm, I'm a planner, I'm a, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm really trying to be like, okay, well, I don't like this. So I'm going to do this well. And I don't like this. So I'm going to do this or like, I like that, you know, and I'm just like, relax, like it'll come to you. <laughs> yeah. No. And on that note of end destination, I guess like how I see end destinations for me, because I don't really feel like I have a, like a true, like this is again, they'll be all, it's more like landmark posts of like, am I progressing on the path that I want to? So this could actually be really helpful um, to anyone who doesn't really resonate with like an end destination or like goals. I more have like landmark posts of like amazing. So I'm really desiring to experience this in my life open to how it happens okay if I'm you know moving that direction it happens amazing okay so where's the next kind of like landmark or like destination that I want to visit like in terms of experiences in life because for me goals like never really worked I don't know like I just <laughs> they just don't yeah. really work for me <laughs> yeah I get it it's not for yeah. everybody yeah yeah goals don't work but it's like essentially when I think of that like a landmark I'm just setting intentions so like I have an intention of a type of experience that I want to you know I desire to experience and then okay cool like it happens wonderful like this is really amazing I'm you know really thrown off in the way it happened but like cool like this happened and so now how do I want to continue experiencing you know life and things instead of being so hung up on I think like the planning mentality mm -hmm. of like hey, this needs to happen at this time and this time and this time and I need to check this box, you know? <laughs> yes. And the other realization too, it's like, um, I think coming from the US, you know, especially corporate, like you're so used to like timeline. What is the timeline? And it is concrete, you know? And like, and trying to kind of let go of that a little bit is, and and me in general, I'm pretty like, I'm I'm 
quite disciplined. So for me, kind of like, I like timelines, I like structure, I kind of like guidance, um, guidelines. Um, so for me to kind of, kind of figure out how to relax those a little bit is its own challenge, you know, but I like how you talk about kind of like guideposts, like versus mm-hmm. like this goal, like that, that's good. I, cause it's kind of like, it's also kind of like renaming it. Like I also kind of talk in like coaching about, you know, kind of the concept of retirement. Well, that could be different for everybody. So it's like, just rename it something else. And it's like, that's kind of what you've done, which I really love. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I renamed it because I, I feel like goals are very just like, this is the goal and like, this is what needs to happen. And if it it's just, it, I feel like it's kind of in a way for me, too much structure, like too much mm-hmm. like rigidity. But when I say like, I have an intention to experience this or like, this is something that I really want to create in my life. It gives it a little bit more leeway. It still has an intention. Like we still have an end I don't know, maybe experience or like results in mind, but the way that it goes about is a little bit more fluid because even if I plan, like I know at this point, like nothing ever really goes to plan. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is for sure. (laughs) So whenever I, I speak to individuals and, you know, it's, they're really big on planning, planning, planning. Like my favorite question to ask them is like, when has anything you've ever planned gone to plan? And it's usually quiet and they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's a great question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. Right. So it's like, you also have to allow in that plan room, which is, which I feel like we're talking about the same thing, right? You have to, you have to allow for it to kind of take its own shape and like path and kind of timeline. Otherwise you're like forcing like a square peg into a round hole. Right. And that's just, that's no fun. Like who wants to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Especially as you're, as you're like looking to kind of like change your life and, you know, learn and and create new experiences. So, yeah. It's like the last thing you want, right. Especially if you're someone who's like moving abroad and preparing, like you're probably doing this because you don't want to feel like a square bag in a round hole. So yes. Yes. (laughs) Let's leave that aspect of things behind. (laughs) Yes. A hundred (laughs) percent. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your insight, especially on just like, what is the right amount of money, you know, before moving abroad? I think this is a really subjective topic, right? I think it's really subjective to your lifestyle. And so on that note, what advice actually would you give to someone who has begun like they've identified the number that they need to live abroad, right? Like they've identified their number, they've identified that amount to support their lifestyle, but they're feeling stuck in terms of executing, like actually doing the thing. <laughs> actually, that's a great question. Um, first of all, I would say whatever you think your number is, I would add 25% if you can. Um, I think you know, and again, kind of going back to my whole coaching thing, like cushion, safety net, give yourself some space to breathe, to be able to make mistakes and try things and like figure things out. Um, So that would be kind of like before even kind of giving advice on like how to execute and then how to execute. I mean, it doesn't get much simpler than just like buy your ticket. 
like, right. Like once you buy your ticket, like if you have your money planned and you've got kind of like, even if you, you don't have an idea or you do have an idea, right. Cause it's like, you kind of have to have step one. So it's like step one, buy your ticket. And then you're going to be like, oh shit, I have my ticket. I'm leaving in a week. I need to find where I'm going to stay. I'm going to write like, and that's going to kind of like get everything else in motion. So, and if it's not buy your ticket, then, you know, go ahead and <clears throat> rent your place, right? Your temporary place, your permanent place, right? Do something that's going to like trigger um, the next steps. Yeah. yeah. That's usually what I've done. I've either bought my ticket. So once I had a confirmed place to stay, I buy my ticket always. Or um, when I like did a like move, it was still in the US, but I was like, I found the place I was short-term staying. And like when I made that decision of this is where I'm short-term staying, it was like, okay, great. We got to get everything ready at this timeline. This is the timeline we're moving. And then like, you know, I I always tell someone, and I agree with it 25%. Um, it really is just like, you do it or you don't do it, but either like take the same amount of effort. And if it's really something that you want, then it's going to require the action. And you just sometimes got to like, it's the small things, but like those small mm -hmm. things are how you kind of, you just start to build the momentum to keep going because it's true. You, yeah. So true. So yeah. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, you're so, yeah, it's, it's literally like the small steps. I feel like sometimes people think it's like, oh, they have to make these like big jumps. And it's like, no, like that's not, that's not even possible. Like any kind of change is small steps. Like I always talk about like baby steps, just do one thing. Right. And then that will trigger something else. And already you've changed directions just by doing one thing. Um, but just do mm -hmm. it. Like, it's so easy to kind of like sit in your head and think and like, you know, analysis paralysis, but just like do it. So, yeah. Yes. I highly agree with you. I feel like everyone really kind of thinks that they're like these massive big jumps and leaps that we take, but actually it's really first step is verbally saying, I want to do this. And then the second baby step is taking the action to follow up to support doing the thing you want to do. And then mm -hmm. every little thing you're doing is actually building up to that grander picture, but it, everything is made of baby steps. It, no one ever, I mean, you can, I mean, I guess you could, but it would still require baby steps like in between, but yeah. I mean, I guess you could just wake up tomorrow and decide, hey, I'm moving to Berlin, but I don't know how well that would work. <laughs> like in terms of- I don't either. I have, <laughs> unless you like to live on like the wild side, I mean, which is great. You do you. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's great, but I feel like there's just, there's, there are some things that like when they are like a life transition or like a pivot and like, you know, the way that visas and everything are set up there, there has to be work done beforehand to really set yourself up for sustainability. I think that's actually yes. what it comes down to. Yes, like anyone totally. can decide to do that. Right. Like I could decide tomorrow, like I want to move to Australia, but like, do I have a visa? Do I have this? Do I have that? Just because of the way that like, you know, society is set up, it's not quite as like that straight through. It is, there's some baby steps, you know, that have to be taken and planning that needs to be done for sustainability. But if you're someone, you know, I feel like, you know, nomads, they're just like, okay, here we go. I'm going to live here for this time, here for this time. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, let me think about that. Yeah, that works for some. <laughs> Definitely not for me as a planner. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like the nomad lifestyle is an acquired, an acquired taste. <laughs> I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I feel like there's a lot of like, for me, there would be a lot of uncertainty. I like some comforts and some routines, right? Um, and I think that would be, challenging yes 
I, I, as I said, it's just an, an acquired taste. I kind of tried it out in terms of I was in the same country, but I was still like moving all the time. Really figured out, not super my vibe. I've talked to some other nomads who've decided to settle down. They did it. They experienced it. But again, I think it just depends on like, what do you really want? You know, for me, I really like, as you said, I like to have a home. I like to have stability. I like to have routine. It's really supportive of me, the work I do, my overall sense of emotional well-being, like many, many factors. And so mm-hmm. that's what works for me. But as I always say, like, do you, if that works for you, like I am cheering you on. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. Agreed. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to stay, share your story, Julia. Anyone wants to get in contact with you? What is the best way? Great question. Um, so probably just my email. Um, I'm at fincoachjulia at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, so just my first name and last name, Julia Steinberg. I'm also on Instagram. Um, so would love to, you know, kind of see people on, on Instagram. I do some, I do, I'm, so I'm also like kind of, um, documenting my journey like on Instagram and then I have a I have a blog as well but but start with with the gram and then the email okay awesome I will make sure to put the links in the description so thank you so much once again and I just wanted to thank you so much once again Julia and this is your host Maddie Soul of Roaming the Now signing off until our next episode I hope you are enjoying wherever you are in the world Thanks for catching this episode of Roaming the Now. If you have not already, make sure to like and subscribe. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are enjoying Roaming the Now.